Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Destination Devi Waiver Wire Show. I'm your host, Ike. You can follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ico9. And I'm joined by my regular co-host of the Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, Eugene. You can follow him at Fantasy Genes, that's G-E-N-E-S. And I'm also joined by Eric Vinnick. And you can follow him on Twitter at Eric Vinnick NFL. He's one half of the America's Game Pod with Scott Connor. So, fellas, week five is almost in the books. We do have Raiders versus Chiefs, which should be a fantastic Hopefully, fantastic game uh, tonight. If it's you know, hopefully doesn't you know take on some of the themes of last year with where they were both blowouts. So, um, but fellas, quick thoughts on week on what you saw in week five. You know, it's still kind of low scoring week. Just kind of overall theme scoring has been a little lower than usual compared to last year for sure. I know we saw a lot of people get concussions and they were pretty much ruled out immediately. I know. Man. Teams are trying to be very careful with with the protocols now with the new rules. You know, but overall, you know, it was a you know, it was a good week of football just watching, you know, a, a bunch of weird stuff like, you know, the uh, the Cowboys only going throwing for 100 yards, but pretty much still smacking up the rounds. We saw Justin Fields. He got to throw the ball more. <laughs> he didn't look bad doing it. And they scored um, more points. I mean, would you imagine that? Right? Yeah, I know. The offense was <laughs> moving a little bit more. Would you imagine that? Like, um, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be this difficult. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, you know? It doesn't. <laughs> I just wish they wouldn't try to feature uh Equimedia St. Brown more than uh you know you you know Darren uh Daryl uh Mooney, but you know, beggars can't be choosers, man. Yeah, look look, that's all they have. I mean, they don't really have that many weapons at their disposal. We did see Belis Jones get in the end zone. Hey, that, and, and and you know what? He was he he kind of called his shot uh the, during the week. He was interviewed and don't don't ask me how I know this. It's it's like the nerd in me talking because I do a lot of <laughs> Uh, he was he was quoted, and I, I think he, he he said something along the lines that he's locked in, he's ready to go, he's had a great week of practice, this, that, and the other. He scored a touchdown. So, hey, kudos to 29-year-old Velas Jones for finally getting the end zone. Um, but, yeah, but real quick, Eric, what'd you, uh, what, what stood out to you this week? Yeah, a lot of the concussions uh, stuff, again, I think that's just going to be a thing all year. Like, your guy – gets ding in the head or, or whatnot. I think they're just going to be rolled out for the, that game and, and maybe the next game too. Like I think some of these guys, like we're going to talk about here in a minute, they might be out this week as well. So yeah. that's going to uh, definitely affect a lot of our uh, teams. And then we're starting bye weeks this week. So we're getting into the, the bye weeks and that's going to be uh, difficult for our redraft teams mainly. Yeah. So we have, we have the Raiders and Lions this week on bye, right? 
or week six on by? Believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so with that, we'll go ahead and we'll get into some of the injuries that we saw in week five. First, James Conner rib injury. I actually saw the play when it happened. He got tackled and then he started immediately started holding his ribs. So, uh, uh, and then we saw a lot of Eno Benjamin, and we'll we'll talk about him a little bit later on. And then the backup, backup, Daryl Williams got hurt. He got, hurt his knee. Uh, the severity of those of those two injuries unknown at this time. Uh, although Eric, Eugene, feel free to chime in on what you might have seen with regards to the severity of those and how long these two players may be out. But I haven't seen anything definitive. Yeah, I haven't seen anything definitive either. Uh, okay. in, in- my guess is maybe James Conner might be back this week. I don't know. You know yeah. how he, you know, he 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 tends to be hurt a lot and he usually comes back and plays hurt uh most of the time. Yeah. Um not sure about Daryl Williams, though, for sure. But I just that's just me speculating. We'll wait till Jeff when he comes out with his pod or tweets out about some of these injuries for for his expertise on this. Yeah. Wait, wait for that pod to drop on set Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yep. Um, so we next, uh, we got a big one, Rashad Penny, broken tibia. He's done for the season. Uh, that's an unfortunate injury for the Seahawks. He was actually kind of balling this year. He was actually coming off his best game of the season when he torched the Detroit Lions, who also got torched by, you know, the New England Patriots backfield. But this, this clears the runway for, for Kenneth Walker, who we'll also talk about a little bit later on. Uh, Baker, you know, uh, Baker Metfield has a high ankle sprain. He's out for a couple of games. I think this may, you know, we don't like to, you know, wish injuries upon, you know, upon players. But you know, DJ, DJ Moore, uh, fantasy managers are, you know, they they see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel now, uh, at least for a couple, at least for a couple of weeks. Um, but you know, Baker Mayfield high ankle sprain. We'll see how um, how long he's out. Chris Olave concussion. He's he's probably going to miss next week. He's he's having a stellar rookie season, eleventh in the NFL in receiving yards, not air yards, but receiving yards. So he's been balling. He's been balling for that Saint. He's been one of the lone bright spots for that for that Saints offense this year. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill had his foot stepped on. Uh, you know, late late in the game uh, on Sunday against the Jets, he had a walking boot. But they don't seem to they they don't seem to believe that it's overly serious. But we'll see how he he you know how practice goes this week and if he participates or not and how how that um, you know how that bodes for his uh, week six status. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater suffered a concussion basically on the on the Dolphins' first offensive play. They tried to call it an elbow injury. They said he passed the concussion protocol, but they kept him out because of the concussion protocol, which made absolutely no sense. So whoever whatever whatever's going on in Miami, however they're reporting these injuries, they just need to they need to find somebody new because what the fuck? Nobody knows what they're <laughs> nobody knows what, what that even means. It's an elbow, it's a concussion, but it's not a concussion because he passed the protocol. Yeah. It was from that new rule that they added, the extaxia or whatever it's called. Um, they said a, the spotter saw him wobbling or something like that, and that was the reason why he was ruled out for the rest of the game. It's because of that new rule that they just implemented. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, I still wanted to slander Miami's training staff because they they're, they seem to be <laughs> Um Damian Harris, uh, running back for the Patriots, hamstring injury, he left, um, and he was probably going to cook as well, just like Ramondre Stevenson did against that Lions uh, defense. Uh, you know, this is this is a waiver wire pod, but I, I I want to tell the people fade the Lions every single week. Whoever you're pl- whoever you, who whoever's playing the Lions, uh, you know, thank God that they're they're on a bye week. But going forward, whoever's playing the Lions, you you start those guys without hesitation. 
Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Patriots, a wide receiver, hamstring injury. We did see a little of uh, Tyquan Thornton finally for the first time this year, just activate off of IR. So we, you know, who knows, you know, how, how that, uh, you know, how that bodes well for him. And then we have Pat Fryermuth with a concussion for the Pittsburgh Steelers tight end. That was a brutal game from the, from the Steelers. They got blasted by the Bills. Uh, we'll see how uh, he, you know, fares during the week. My guess is he doesn't play it in, in week six, but who knows? We'll, uh, we'll see how he uh, progresses through the protocol. And then uh, finally, Christian Watson, wide receiver for the Packers, hamstring injury. You know, this is, I think he retweaked his hamstring, the, the same one that's been plaguing him since uh, training camp, since preseason. Uh, you know, this is, you know, obviously this is not good. Promising rookie had some explosive plays early in the season, but now it looks like he's going to be on si- sidelined again, uh, you know, for, for the foreseeable future. So any, any thoughts on these injuries before we get into some of these pickups? Uh, I'll, I'll be interested on the Tyreek injury um, just because he's been a top five wide receiver thus far this season. Sucks for Rashad Penny. Outside of that, I mean, and maybe Damian Harris outside of that, none of these people are just like, oh my, oh, well, Chris Olave, hopefully he can, he can come back. Hopefully it's not anything too serious. He was the quote, like he was like the, the poster. Yeah. You can't let him back on the field. Cause he was, he was like out as soon as he hit the ground. And it, even though he tried to play off, he was holding the, his hand for the touchdown signal, but you can still look, he still looked kind of weak putting his, his hands up. So did you? I don't know if you saw the slow motion replay, but like once he once his head hit the ground, yeah, his was, eyes, yeah, like he was out of it. He was out like of he there, was out of it. Like it was scary. It was scary to like look at. It. And I'm not really a fan of them re-showing like players hitting the ground and their reactions. I'm not a fan of that. Like these 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 networks gotta gotta chill with all these uh, replays <laughs> of of players getting concussed. Like that's we saw the tool thing. Amazon Prime showed it like twelve times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was kind of scary. Uh, Eric, real quick. Yeah. Just the concussion stuff, really. Hopefully see these guys back on the field sooner rather than later. But is it going to be just the one week? Is it going to be two weeks, you know, m- multiple weeks other than that? So that's kind of what I'm just looking forward to seeing how those play out as the concussion injuries. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, man. Uh, so, so we'll go ahead and get it kicked off, uh, you know, with, with some of these waiver wire pickups. We'll start position by position. I'll get it kicked off with quarterbacks. The quarterback that I'm going to go with is Justin Fields. Justin Fields, I think uh, there's a there's an upward trajectory uh, that that I see with him. They, they're starting to let him kind of open up, I mean, open up and throw a little bit more, as we kind of talked about earlier. You know, he's has he said he has a season high of 208 passing yards. Um, I, I know that's not very really really high in this in this day and age in the NFL, but compared to where he was, compared to what he was allowed to do, um, he's he's been taking a lot more shots down the field. Uh, his A dot is 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 much higher. It's it's over over eight point five eight. His A dot's you know plus eight you know eight point five. Um, you know he's he set a season high with uh, fantasy points with seventeen, and he's third three straight games with at least forty five yards uh, rushing. Um, and then this Thursday, he's get the, he has the commander's uh, shitty defense. So that could be another opportunity for them uh, to, to to continue to open things up more. So uh, I like Justin Fields as a, as a waiver wire pickup uh, for redraft. So, Gene, go uh, go ahead and uh, go next with uh, with your pickups uh, for quarterbacks. Um, I got for redraft, I got Geno Smith this week, um, this coming week. 
He's 40% on the Sleeper League still somehow. Maybe people still just don't believe what's going on in Seattle, but uh, Coach P is letting him cook, and he's looking good doing it. We just saw him finish his pending uh, these uh, these games on Monday, the game on Monday. He uh, has a quarterback three-week finish, quarterback six for the season. Hmm. I believe he's top ten in air yards. He's top five in passing yards. He's top five. He's top ten in accuracy between eleven to twenty yards and accuracy over twenty-one yards. So, just letting you know when he's going down the field, that is probably more times than not being completed to DK Metcalf or DJ Lockett. Um, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Sorry. Um, and on top of that, he got Arizona Cardinals this week, who whose defense hasn't been good at, at all this week. I know we saw them play a little bit better against Philly, but I mean, I don't really buy it. So. It's the divisional game, and I know it should, it should be a good game because both these defenses are not good. So I expect a lot of points being scored. So Geno Smith would be my pickup if you're in need of a quarterback. And then for Dynasty, P.J. Walker, uh, we've already seen Baker, Baker Mayfield get get ruled out this week because of a high ankle sprain. They just fired a coach. So, I mean, they're just probably just throwing shit to the, to the, to the wall and just like, dude, just do whatever, man. Just – try to get this offense going. So if you're in need of a quarterback, in desperate need of a quarterback, P.J. Walker's out there for you to pick up or it may be barter for a trade and get like a fourth-round pick or something. I don't know. (laughs) But he's there if you need him. And then for me this week, I got Carson Wentz for my redraft quarterback. Seems like Wentz does really good against a shitty team. So Chicago's up next. That's a shitty team. So looking forward to that. He's had uh, multiple 300-yard passing games this year, including last week against the Titans. I think he should be able to do that again here against Chicago. So if I'm in a desperate need and I need to throw Wentz in there, uh, hopefully he can get me 300 yards and two touchdowns like he has uh, done a few times already this year. So I'm looking forward uh, to rolling Wentz out there. And then for my dynasty ones, Andy Dalton against the Bengals. If Dalton is still going to start again, which I believe he will, um, they're playing obviously the Bengals, and that's a revenge game. Dalton is actually 2-0 and against Cincinnati since he left them. So that's an interesting little stat. And then Skylar Thompson um, for Miami, if he's going to end up starting against Minnesota, that's another guy that you could just pick up in dynasty. And, and if you got to start him, you can start him this week. Um, don't know if Bridgewater is going to be back yet. Uh, Tua, I doubt. I don't think Tua is going to be back yet either. So Skylar Thompson was another one I wanted to point out as well. All right, Eric, go ahead and kick us, get, a, get us kicked off with uh, running backs. Sure. So, so for my running backs this week, uh, redraft. If Brian Robinson ended up getting dropped in your leagues, I would go ahead and pick Brian Robinson up. I don't know if I'd start him this week. I mean, it's it's the Bears, so it's not like the toughest matchup in the world. Uh, but Robinson's going to get going. He's He already had more carries than Antonio Gibson his first week back after his injury. So that tells you a lot that Brian Robinson was definitely going to be the starter for this team. Gibson, they're already talking about maybe him being just a returner from now on. So Unbelievable. Yeah, R.I.P. Antonio Gibson. Uh, Josh Kelly was another one that had a really good game, and Sony Michelle only had like two snaps. So I think Sony Michelle is droppable. He's just about dead now. Um, and Josh Kelly has taken over that role as the backup for Austin Eckler. Um, had a touchdown this week. So, yeah, Josh Kelly, definitely a guy I think you can roster. And then Dynasty, I have DJ Dallas for Seattle. He's going to be the backup right now. 
Uh, he's a really good pass catcher, third down type guy, so they, they can use him with Travis Homer still out too. They just signed um, Tony Jones this afternoon from the Saints. The Saints cut him uh, this weekend, so Seattle ended up picking Tony Jones up. It's going to take him probably a week or two to learn the playbook, but I think DJ Dallas, um, he's showing in the in the preseason he was pretty explosive. So, um and Ken Walker, they did not use in the pass game at all. So I could see DJ Dallas being a decent little PPR guy that you could might be get seven to eight points a week from um, if you're in a pinch. All right, Gene, hit us hit us with your uh, running back pickup. All right, so my first pickup for redraft is Eno Benjamin. He's owned in 60% of sleeper leagues right now. We saw both Connor and Daryl Williams get hurt. We don't know their status for this coming week. Um, I mean, Benjamin was the long running back. He took all but one snap in the second half. Uh, if if both are out or at least Connor is out, then I think Eno, Eno is a priority add, but you should probably be adding him regardless. They get Seattle this week, who gives up the third most rush yards per game and the fifth most fantasy points per game to the running back position. So go and get Eno. And, and he didn't look that bad when he was running. So uh, for for Dynasty, I would look to, to Jalen Warren. We've seen him get used a little bit more and more each game. I mean, granted, this past game, they were getting the 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 socks blown off of them before the uh before the first half even ended. So we did see him play a lot more than than usual. But uh we're seeing his uptake for at least routes ran per draft drop back kind of tick up. I, I think last week he was about 30%. This week he was 50. Granted they're in the blowout, but we're seeing him you know, getting more and more snaps each week because they've already said they want to cut back on on Najee's uh, workload. So if you're in a pinch, I would definitely look to at least roster Jalen Warren on your, on your dynasty teams. Nice, nice. Um, Jalen Warren was actually one of the guys that I was going to choose for uh, for redraft. Um, obviously, Ken- Kenneth Walker is is the, is the is the biggest one that you should pick up if he's on your waiver wire. Use all of your remaining fab. This is why you, this is why you wait yeah. for. You know, uh, that's why some people wait to use their fab when opportunities like this arise. Kenneth Walker is probably going to win, win a lot of leagues. I mean, he played 88% of the snaps when Rashad Penny um, went uh, left uh, due to injury. Um, but on the Jalen Warren front, he's actually outplayed um, Najee Harris and actually outproduced him as a rusher. Like, he's he's more efficient, uh, you know, break, whether it's avoiding tackles or um, yards after contact or – rates rates of runs that result in the first down he's been better with the Najee Harris this year on you know a quarter of the carries right it's not not nearly as much volume so I think going forward there may be a little bit of more of a split than we're um than we're being led to believe so I, I would keep an eye on Jalen Warren and add him uh, wherever he's available in, in, in your uh, in your in your leagues all right so next we're going to go with wide receivers I'll go ahead and get this one kicked off. Uh, I just got one receiver, Alec Pierce. Uh, he looked really, really good against the Broncos on Thursday night. Not much about that game looked very good, but Alec, Alec Pierce did look good. Uh, boy, that game was terrible. Whew, boy, that game was terrible. Uh, <laughs> Alec Pierce has three straight games with at least 60 yards uh, receiving, and he went eight for 81 last game. So he's starting to get more and more opportunity as you know Matt Ryan and that, and that passing offense they, as they search for a number two wide receiver. I think they might have found one of the rookie Alec Pierce. He's tall. He can run. Um, he, he's 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 a, he's a solid player. So I think he's a good pickup in redraft leagues. Uh, Eric, who do you have next? 
Yeah, so for me this week, I like um, Zay Jones. If he did get dropped um, from being out the week before, if Zay Jones is still out there, I'd go ahead and pick him back up. He had eight targets again this week, even though he didn't do too much with them. Uh, but he's still getting hyper-targeted, so I definitely like Zay Jones. And then Khalil Shakir, he came in and played uh, the slot role there for Buffalo with McKenzie out and did pretty good. Um I think there's a possibility that Shakir is going to be used more in this offense too. And McKenzie does get hurt. You know, he has been hurt quite a bit in his uh, career so far. So I think if something were to happen there and Shakir could get that full-time slot role, that could be a really big boost for you. So I don't mind uh, grabbing Shakir and stashing him on my bench. And a couple uh, dynasty guys, if you're in like the 30-man roster leagues that they might not be rostered right now, Tyquan Thornton just came back and Valus Jones just came back. Two guys I absolutely hated during the uh, process, but hey, they're they're playing right now. So we'll see. I mean, Thornton got quite a bit of work. I don't know if that was maybe because of the Aguilar injury, um, but Thornton got in there and they haven't really used too many of the other guys. Like Devontae Parker was a big zero this week. Um, I got Kendrick Bourne a little bit more involved this week, but I mean, I think they want to get Thornton involved. They didn't waste a second round pick on him for nothing. Um, Valus Jones. There's no, there's nobody else there. And then I also put Nikhil Harry on here. He just got activated uh, back today. There's, I mean, it's just Darnell Mooney and these other guys are just guys. So maybe there's something here with Valus Jones and Nikhil Harry um, in my deeper dynasty leagues. I'll just take a look and see. All right, Gene, All right. it out. For me, redraft, I got Rondell Moore. He's owned in 37% of Sleeper League currently. We just saw him this past week. Had a 20% target share, ran the second most routes, had the tie for a second most touches with with eight uh, receptions and, and two carries. So, well, eight targets and two carries, but yet I think he finished with six receptions, seven receptions. But um, he's clearly the slot guy. He's gonna be he's gonna be the third option once once D uh, uh, Hop comes back with next week, I believe week seven he week comes seven. back. Yep, yep. So he's a guaranteed slot. Greg Dortch is dead. Like, you can just drop him. It's over. Um, but, yeah, Rondell Moore will be my guy. And then for for Dynasty, if he's still available, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, we saw him again get peppered in targets. It's it's his third game with at least three or five games with at least seven targets. I mean, there's really no one else besides it's him, it's it's uh, Cooper, and it's Njoku, and there's really no one else. So, uh in your deeper leagues or even not even as deep of dynasty leagues, if he's available and then go and pick him up for sure. All right. So then that leads us to uh, tight ends. Obviously, as we say every week, the grossest position in fantasy, I'll get it kicked off so I can get mine out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So first I got a couple of tight ends. Hayden Hurst had just had a pretty good game. Uh, with you know uh, Cincinnati uh, you know, last night against the Ravens, back-to-back games with a touchdown, starting to get more and more opportunity. T. Higgins is battling the ankle injury. Don't want to talk about that because that kind of tilted a lot of fantasy owners, a lot of fantasy managers about you know how how much he was going to be used and you know how much how severe the ankle injury really was. Uh, so Hayden Hurst is one option, and then also we got Irv Smith for the Vikings. Uh, we're finally starting to see a little something from Irv Smith. Third, he finished third in targets behind. Jefferson and Thielen uh, had a season high, 42 reception yards. 
and he's averaging 23 routes. So we just know that, you know, in the future, this continues. If this type of usage continues, we may see a big game from him. So I like I like uh, Hayden Hurst and I like Irv Smith. All right. So redraft. Sadly, I have to name this person because he killed me in like four leagues this week was uh, Taysom Hill. Owned in 24 percent of sleeper leagues and redraft. <sighs> 112 rushing yards, three touchdowns, and then added another passing touchdown. I mean, his his usage is so is so spotty and sporadic, but it it definitely won't hurt to have him on your on your roster for sure. And probably complaining because of how bad tight end overall has been this year, man. So it it definitely won't hurt to have him if uh, if I mean he's available in a lot of leagues. So go and pick him up if he's a, if he has some money. Yeah, actually, I like that Taysom Hill call quite a bit because if you look at the tight ends this year, if you like, just take last week, for example, you started Tyler Conklin, you started Dalton Schultz, they got you both zeros. Yeah. You started TJ Hawkinson, he got you a 1.6. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to take a zero on these guys, you might as well go for the massive upside and just go for Taysom Hill every single week because he can give you these 30-point massive games. So if you're going to take a zero and you're – Doing that every single week, you might as well go with the highest upside guy, and that would be Taysom Hill. Yeah. Um, but my guys, um, I also had Hayden Hurst on here as well. He's been playing really good there with Joe Burrow. They use him quite a bit, so that's definitely a guy, if he's still out there, I would pick up. Evan Ingram is another one. He had another uh, really good game here with Jacksonville this week, even though they lost uh, to Houston somehow. He did get a lot of targets again, so I like seeing that from Ingram. I think he's definitely going to keep being used. And then two dynasty guys, uh, Cade Otten. He came in uh, and played for Tampa Bay this week with Cameron Bright out with a concussion. And Otten did pretty good. I think he had like six for 50-something yards. Uh, was enough to get you like 11, 12 points. So I like him. He might be a guy that gets worked in there more, even when break gets cut back. So that's a nice little rookie that you can stash. And then Zach Gentry, if Pat Fryermuth is going to miss a couple of weeks um, with his concussion, uh, Kenny Pickett has been throwing to the tight ends quite a bit, and he threw to Zach Gentry a lot after Fryermuth left in this one. So Zach Gentry is a guy that you could use um, at tight end. Uh, going forward as long as Friarmuth is out. Okay. And with that, looks like that's what we have. We do have an honorable mention with Evan Ingram. He he's, you know, with, with that within that Jacksonville offense, he's getting a lot of targets. Um, you know, he participated in a round over 80% again. Um, you know, so he's continuing to get more opportunity for for that for that Jacks passing game. So that that'd be another guy. If he's available, pick him up, please. For the love of God, pick him up. <laughs> um, but with that, uh, that concludes all of the waiver wire pickups we have for you today. Uh, fellas, we got. Do you have anything else uh, for the people before we uh, for, before we start watching Patrick Mahomes dice up the Raiders? <laughs> I don't got. I don't got anything. I would just like I said at the beginning, just keep keep an eye for that Chris Olave and, and Tyree Kill and see what the running back situation for Arizona is looking like. Yeah, hopefully no more injuries. Keep these concussions low and um, getting into bye weeks now. So this is the fun part where we got to start naming some gross players to pick up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So with that, fellas, uh, you know, continue to tap in with everything that we're doing uh, over here at Destination Devi. But until next time, y'all be safe. Uh, y'all, y'all look at these waiver wire pickups and hopefully we gave some actual information so you can act on. So uh, with that, have a good one. Peace out.